Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, you got UT legend Quan Cosby along with the Charity Stripe crew, Joshua Fisher, Alexander Tosopoulos, and Nicholas Kreider. We're the Horns Up podcast, so get your horns up, put your foot on the gas, because there are no breaks. Here we go. All right, guys, this is the inaugural episode. The four of us are in it to win it, and there could not be better timing. Quan, as you said, when he jumped on the Zoom before we started recording, um, all hell has broken loose uh, (laughs) down south as our Texas Longhorns and the Oklahoma Sooners are joining the SEC. It's official. The Big 12 is could be in shambles by the time we release this thing tomorrow morning. Um, And Texas and OU are now going to the SEC. Uh, gut check reaction. Did you, Quan, did you see this coming? Nick Toss, did any of you guys see this even coming? Cause for me, it was like out of the blue, man. I, I like to think I'm somewhat in the know since I live in Austin and, and then do a lot with the university, but man, yeah. I was actually in Florida. I was hanging out, um, with the fam and having some good old beverages and <laughs> actually hanging out with some Mississippi <laughs> state folks and they broke it to me. They were like, I was in the water. So they were like, Hey man, what's up with this UT in Oklahoma going to the SEC? And I was like, oh, yeah, here we go. SEC, arrogance. They think we want to go there. I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about it. But I was playing music in my um, with my phone. And next thing you know, in the speaker, all I heard was ringing. And I was like, all right, that's weird. Mother-in-law was like, hey, um, your phone's going crazy. And about that time, I go check it. And, oh, my gosh, dude, it was uh, – Shock, and I still—I'm gonna be real with you. I still didn't believe it. You know, I—I I, I know it's kind of a done deal, but I don't give a hoot nanny about SEC. Didn't like them before, still don't like them now. Won't like them when we get there. So um, it's uh, then I, I text some officials at, at UT and got no answer, which is very rare mm-hmm. for uh, our friendship. And I so going through the night, I'm like, oh, dude, this might be real. <laughs> and the next morning I get a text and it's like, what are your thoughts? And I was like, oh, crap, this is crazy. And so, man, and then, and then I, honestly, I was mad. I was like, because we all know and we know Texas in the Big 12. And I was like, dude, what? This is not OK. And then uh, the more I started thinking about road games and where the landscape's going. And then I heard about the money. Fun. I was like, I was like, okay, I think I'm, I'm okay with this. So those were all my reactions to it. It was grief. It was mad. Then it was like, why can't this start now? <laughs> so yeah. It's, it's pretty sweet. Well, I think we saw earlier in the year um, with, with 
soccer, right? Across the pond, there was that the Super League, all that conversation yes. about like putting together Syria, English, English yeah. Premier League, and the Spanish Premier League, La Liga. And then all the owners were like, no, this actually can't happen. And it totally dissolved. <laughs> so when that news broke, I was like, wait, Bleacher Report's reporting this interesting but like i guess they're just really grasping at straws for content right now like <laughs> what's what's really going on it's vintage bleacher report just throwing up like here's the mock trade that's going to happen it's just like the most wild thing in nba history and then yeah. Just yeah. Clicks. yeah yeah <laughs> but it's really happening yeah I, I that's like the thing is like now we have to wait for it a little bit i was talking to my one of my one of my buddies who's like he covers the sec and he was just talking about how it so lines up perfectly, though, with like television deals, just such like a bigger picture, like the common fan, like is not even thinking about we're thinking, you know, like a lot of people are thinking about, OK, recruiting, OK, gameplay, like their first thought is that we have to go play Alabama and LSU and Georgia and like all these teams. But they're not thinking about like, OK, the SEC's television deal is going to be up and they're just going to have multiple Longhorn networks on top of Longhorn Network and ESPN just going to rule the, you know, just going to rule everything, which means Disney's going to rule everything. It's kind of <laughs> What Disney rule everything? What do you mean? Um, but really, it's two parts that I would say about that is one, we had all of those teams lined up anyway. Yeah, uh, it, it was really we, we were playing Arkansas and everybody and their mom was going to Fayetteville. And then I think the Alabama series after that, there was a Florida, Georgia, all the above. And I know talking to uh, some some UT folks before they're like, hey, the only one we don't play in the SEC West in the next 15, 10 years, 10 or 15 years is. A&M. So it's not us not wanting to play the SEC. We're already doing. Yeah. And then the other part you said that was so, so key was the, the way it aligns. Recruiting's cool. All that's good. But they, it doesn't move the needle. Now, it does internally, but it's about the TV contracts, man. When the NIL happened, it opened up the play. I mean, it took that money, put it on the table. And now, the, the the big bad NCAA that didn't want to talk about college sports being a big business, they're like, dude, the, the band-aid's off. It's, it is a big business. Let's take full advantage of it. And um, from a ESPN and TV, they are actually struggling. They, the, the streaming world, the, the, all, the, our phones, this is a way for them to revive on so many levels. NFL's making a comeback post-COVID. And now college is about to take a whole nother world. We dude, think about this. Good old crazy cowboys are out. You know, NFL teams are reporting. I have not heard one comment about any of that. This is so world earth shattering that this is all it's catastrophic. Man, I talked to crazy. Mac last night about it. And of course, in Mac said, y'all know he's very um PC. He was like, well. You know, they, they better be careful what they ask for. And it's so true. And yeah. after that, he said, this is going to change the entire landscape of college ball. And so that tells you what it is, why it is. And, and certainly money has a little bit to do with it. It's crazy. I wonder what, what, I wonder what other teams have to say about it. Like, you know, the guys in the Big Ten and the guys in the ACC. I mean, how does it make them feel? You never know. Like, I think they're laughing about it, though. Like, because the thing is, is like, I don't know. What worries me from a Texas standpoint, I'll be honest, is the recruiting thing is a non-issue. Honestly, I really think that because if you look at like the top recruits like that out of the state of Texas, Bama's already dipping into that pool. LSU's already involved. Like everyone's involved in it already. Yeah. Like Brock Meyer went to Alabama and he was the number yeah. one out of Texas. So like that, there were there already with that. Right. Now, from a standpoint of and we had we had Caden Stearns on our other program, and he was like, Hey, I went to Texas because it 
why would I want my mom to drive like a million hours to LSU? So right. guys, if guys want to stay in Texas, they're going to stay in Texas and Austin sells itself. It just hurts from a standpoint of like, all right, we couldn't get out of the big 12. We bring in Sark. We hope this changes things. We couldn't get out of the big 12 to get to the playoff. And I know they're expanding, but it's the, even like the, you know, the sec West is a bloodbath. And I know we're playing all those teams, like, you know, anyway, but playing all those teams in one season, it's a gauntlet. It's not about the one game. It's about the marathon. And so for me, that is a little daunting, but if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best, but a team like exactly Clemson, that's where I am. I'm dude. When we won the natty, we went to Columbus on a night game, their first loss in 30 plus years yeah. in Columbus that night. And then we played USC in the natty in Pasadena. That's their backyard. Yeah. So ultimately I get it on every level. And that's actually where that level of pride comes in. Cause I was like, could we stay over in the Big 12 and only have to be consistently Oklahoma, especially when they expand the 12 teams, or go over there and get right in the middle of it? For a blue bud, we should invite that perspective. And then maybe add 20, 30 more million to our yearly. <laughs> yeah, know, that's, that's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> that's not bad. And, and at the end of the day, I'm going to tell you, to your point about the SEC, the Brockermeyer, you know, brothers, all that, they want to go where the best is. Mm-hmm. This new crop of players are like, hey, you know, back in the day, Caden said he didn't want his granny to, or mom to go. I didn't want my granny to go. But now they have FaceTime. Mm-hmm. Now they have insane TV. Now they have all these different things that can, can compensate from that perspective. That's why you see Ohio State in our backyard all the time. Mm-hmm. So uh, if they're saying they want to go to the SEC, and let's be real. By the way, I have to the meltdown from Aggie World. Honestly, I would say that has been probably the number one thing that has switched my whole mindset on it. Watching that meltdown has been, I watched Space Jam. It was okay. Watch a few movies later. It's been cool. But that meltdown has been the most entertaining thing I think I've seen this summer. It is epic. It is amazing. I have some two percenters that are full-fledged Aggies again. They're hating. They're crying. It has been awesome. And they're recruiting. They know that was the one thing they had. Yeah. We all say, why are they screaming SEC at the top of their lungs? That's all they have. They don't have <laughs> win championships. They don't do all that. Mm-hmm. And so that's all they have. And now we once again ruin all they perceive to be. And it is absolutely great. Well, it's, I'm in a group text. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it's really interesting because there's a, a hook'em.com article that got released today. And the Longhorns' record against SEC programs is actually really, really good. We're only we only have a losing record against two teams. One of them being Vanderbilt, who we've played Which eleven. So weird, uh, super weird, eleven <laughs> times. And then the other one is uh, I think it's Mississippi State. South Carolina. No, it's no, South Carolina. Carolina. It's South Carolina. We played one. We played them one time. And and all these other teams, like obviously we we've, we've won a fair share of games against Texas A&M. Same thing with Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Our record against Alabama is actually seven one and one. Which Dude, is the only win was a national championship and we lost Cole. Yeah. I mean, that's yep. crazy to think about. Yeah. So only if you line, if you line like eating them too. all of these up, yeah. and I think like, especially, you know, with the coaching change, obviously things are really different, but over the last 10 years, I think we can look at the team and say, we really rise to the competition or we fall to the competition. Like oh, yeah. that's kind of been the bread and butter of Texas yeah, football. So let's challenge ourselves. Let's go there. Let's challenge ourselves. And I think we'll meet it. I think we're, and we have the idea. We have the ideal guy too at the helm. I mean, Sark right. was in the SEC for his last what three, four years. I mean, he knows exactly what he's doing. He knows the game plan, he knows the schemes, he knows everything. He's the perfect guy to steer yeah. this ship. 
So it's insane how it's all aligned. And, and like I said, uh, President Hartzell, uh, Kevin Altai, our, our leadership is, is exactly. And again, I, I, I want to say they had the foresight. Um, they've been talking about it long enough. But regardless, it is absolutely perfect. And I don't want to leave just absolutely giving AM all the drama and talking all the smack I can. It's this so funny. funny. No, it's so great. So this is the funny thing. The ACC basically told them, y'all join. It was awesome. We wanted someone out West, get some TV viewers. Yeah. But with the almighty dollar, you gain money by coming here. Mm-hmm. When Texas and OU, really the brand of Texas, and these are SEC folks writing this. So they don't like Texas at all. Yeah. But they know the truth. You're talking SEC, I think it's around 40 million, 43 million a year with all their new contracts. They're talking 60, 70 million per school. That's how much the Texas brand adds to it. Even a mediocre Texas, who was still the number one revenue, you know, revenue generating school. So poor Aggies are just absolutely, they didn't add value to the conference. And by the way, you saw their president walking back some of their comments and their meltdown, because in my opinion, the SEC said, hey, um, shut up or you're really going to be embarrassed because you can get out. Yeah, We're taking these guys because we're getting more money by them coming instantly with t- TV revenue. You got more money by coming here. So it's uh, I, I want to kick that dead horse for a little bit longer as it's just appreciating. And I don't even hate a and that much, but their meltdown made me feel pretty good. From a money it's standpoint, that I'm, I'm in a group text. I'm in a group text with guys from high school yeah. and they're all Aggies. I'm like the only Longhorn that went to, to Texas and, and they all went to AM. and And they're like, oh, this isn't happening. There's no way. No, we're not going to let this happen. Oh, like Texas OU, that, maybe in 2025, we'll see. Or maybe in 2030. I'm like, all right, you guys be, be careful what you say because uh, we're knocking <laughs> on the door and we're going to whoop that ass soon. So <laughs> yeah. 100%. For sure. And like I was I was also having some beverages out on Friday night when I was discussing all this going down and somebody I was came with up, you. Nick was with me <laughs> and we we're at the same event and somebody came up to me and it was like, dude, like, what do you think of like, you know, Texas and OU like going and like I was like, well, like, you know, I got to like, obviously, I really obviously want to take some time to think about like how I feel about it because I don't want to like, give you like and I answer off the top. They go, it's kind of crazy though. Like the SEC is going to have to pay. Like, I heard, he's like, I heard the SEC has to pick $37 million per school. I was like, dude, they're laughing all the way to the bank. 37 <laughs> yeah. mil is a cool nothing to them per school. Yeah. Like that's it. They'll take that any day of the week. They are getting such a sweet deal because at the end of the day, like we're all saying, like, look, Texas has not been, you know, like what we wanted it to be over the last few seasons. It's still one of the most popular, probably the top five most popular program in all across America. So you have that one in college is number one. You have the revenue. You got, you have Dallas Cowboys in the NFL. You have the Yankees in the MLB who, by the way, haven't been that great either. But brands are brands and that sales. That's when you're talking to TV folks, again, let's talk about the name and likeness. Everybody's not going to get the same amount of money as the QB or B. John Robinson. I mean, it's brands are brands. You are what you are in Texas is one if the number one brand in college sports revenue wise um no they have not won the most championships and we really need to get better at that too but brand wise it's it's a needle mover the coolest thing i I heard one time we have the dell match play here and i was talking to uh some dell marketing folks and two years ago tiger was here and i was like this is insane 
And their, their head of marketing, who, by the way, of course, is a Longhorn, Liz yeah. Matthews. I said, Liz, um, this is just weird. I was like, man, you have Jordan, you have Day, you have Justin, you have all these amazing golfers, young golfers who should, I mean, surely Tiger is kind of just adding to that. And she laughed at me. She was like, no. She said, you know, those guys are fun. Um, they're great for golf. There's some who move the needle, and then there's like, oh my gosh. I literally sat down and was like, that was one of the most profound things I've ever heard in my life. Now, I'm not saying Texas is a needle on any needs, but what I'm saying is they're a different level when it comes to revenue and TV and following and all the above and all of that matters in the grand scheme of things. So it's awesome to be a, a, a major needle mover, and, and ultimately, this is what you, you see happening in college sports right now, especially college football. Yeah. I mean, if you're getting Texas at 37 million, that's a steal. I mean, the Texans paid 72 million for Brock Osweiler. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. So, you talking about the Texans. They yeah, <laughs> to make awful decisions. Yeah. Bill O'Brien literally just is like, all right, how can I ruin this as quickly as possible? But it's <laughs> big. It is truthfully the biggest joke. And most, it's honestly impressive how badly he, he screwed that. He screwed that team. And also, I was like discussing with someone, they're like, I don't know how the Texas boys are going to compete. If you look at the first round last year, you know, it's all SEC defensive guys and it's all dominated by the SEC. I go, well, if you look at it from that standpoint, it's because they're playing each other and because they're highlighted and they have that pedigree of the quote unquote SEC with them. If you think Texas is going to jump in there and not be able to compete, A, you're crazy. Because if you look at that LSU team, that LSU team was arguably the greatest team of all time with Bro being the arguably the greatest season ever. We are one all-out blitz on like third and nineteen. Dude, I'm, getting another, I'm getting another shot. We're the only team. They they played all the SEC that year. We're the only team that gave them a game. They beat the brakes off of everyone, everybody, but Austin, and just an absolute enormous mistake. Is the stupidest call on planet Earth of on a third and nineteen that changed the game. They didn't stop us one time in the second half. And, and you're exactly right. That's the, that's the funny thing. I still, like I said, I still don't like the SEC. I still think there's a certain level of it as being overrated, but guess what? From a, from a Texas Longhorn brand, nobody competes from a conference brand. SEC is by far the best conference brand. Take away LSU two years ago. Let's take that away. Take away Alabama. What is the SEC? Yeah. I mean, who like else have won anything? Auburn, like is like spotty. Like they had like spotty. Cam had one with Cam, and then Florida back, back in the early two thousands. Back That's in it. the early two thousands, Georgia, you can give the same criticism that everyone gives to Michigan and, and Texas. Obviously, they've they've gotten they further. Win in they've gotten further than we have, but they don't. Right, they don't win. They don't win it. Uh, let me remind you of this little thing called Sugar Bowl. Yeah, we also exactly. breaks off of Georgia. We the absolutely whole, did. the a uh, mediocre Texas in the last ten years absolutely dominated Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. So going back to it, and, and what we haven't talked about is the Big 12, even though its conference was a struggle bus, and mainly because of leadership, in my opinion, every year in bowl season, they're the top conference. They win more games per percentage than any other conference. SEC is usually second, a couple of times third because of the Big 10. Mm -hmm. But the Big 12 actually plays pretty freaking well in bowl season and, and usually win it. They did again last year. They did, I, I would say the last eight years, they've won seven of the eight years per percentage. So there's a lot of things about it that makes sense. But again, going back to the two top dogs, uh, 
SEC landing them is a very big deal. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't obviously they, I don't think they'll add any of the other Big Twelve teams. There's just so much <laughs> about like I mean I I think there's the not big, enough room. <laughs> right. Someone told me like the Pac-12 and the Big 12 are going to join. I was like, what, they have like 90 teams in one conference? Like, what kind 90 of mediocre teams. 90 and, they're, mediocre. I'm say, and they're still going to get a $15 million a year contract, if not less, because nobody's watching. I'm dang sure not tuning in at 9 o'clock to watch Baylor and Cal. I yeah. mean, let's, let's be real here. Quan, so, we've, on our other show, I've been saying it for one of the things I've been really riding is how bad of a head coach, as far as Pac-12 goes, Sean Miller was in Arizona. I was the, I was the biggest hater on him and how it's the worst televised conference of I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, Oh yeah, we're going to move some of our games to Friday night at 7 PM. I was like, dude, get out of here. Who in New York is watching that? No one, dude, I would tell you, and it gets worse. So, because again, it is phenomenal. I'm all about academics. That's a good, that's a big deal. But I remember I I was going to see coach Akina and, uh, well, Coach Kennedy is there as well, but I was going to see Coach Akina, and my Lyft driver dropped me off at the wrong part of campus. So it was awesome because I got to see the absolute beautiful campus that Stanford is. There's only one issue. Though. Well, no, there, there was actually six issues. I was 0 for 6 in asking two professors and four students where their football stadium was. None of them knew. And the coolest thing about it it's on freaking campus. And so <laughs> how can you sell that? I'm sitting there. I said, listen, man, you can ask someone in San Antonio. You can ask someone in Dallas. You can ask someone in Waco. You can ask someone in Houston where DKR is. And they will literally be able to tell you, yeah, you the go streets. this way, you go I-35, and then you go here, you're going to hit traffic. I mean, whether they're a Longhorn fan or not, and yet I'm literally on Stanford's campus. And when I actually found it from a grounds crew member who said he thinks it's around the corner, and it was, it blew my mind. And here I am going to UT practices and I get stopped by security and need a badge. Dude, I literally, you got Holly Rowe over there because they were playing USC. Mm-hmm. Holly Rowe over there interviewing, you know, uh, coaches and all of that. I literally walk on their practice field and never got stopped. And Coach Akina <laughs> laughed so hard. He was like, Quad, it's a little bit different here. And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, Coach, why am I not? Why do I not have dots on me like Jason Bourne or something? Yeah. And I just walked on your practice field. He was like, I love this place, but they don't care. <laughs> so there was just, it's just a different world of football. It is not their world, ultimately, right. like it is in one the SEC, even the Big 12, and, and in the South. Yeah, the, the list of priorities is is certainly different on the West Coast. I, I do think, Josh, what you're talking about, though, like you're talking about draft stock, right? And yeah. how so many SEC players are looked at with that pedigree just because they played in the conference and what a boost that is. It, Texas has a, a great, a, a, not a tough time recruiting right now, right? They don't. No. But now it's going to get even easier because now you're adding that <laughs> label on as well of the SEC. So what it was yeah. before, it's even easier now. And like when we talked again, when we talked to Caden, it was more, he was like, I just think it's more of a developmental thing than it is talent because like, these are all the same schools that are recruiting me. I just chose Texas instead of LSU exactly. or, exactly. you know, Georgia or whoever else it was. So mm-hmm. it's like, we're right there. We're knocking on the door. We always have been, but like, weirdly, we were the first person to knock on the door. If we had just realized that like we were the first person to get to the house and just open the door and bust it down instead of like waiting for someone to open it for us. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's and what in, we've been. 
And in terms of like a recruiting standpoint, developmental standpoint, right? You go to the SEC, you're probably playing against maybe 10 first round draft picks every season, opposed to going to Texas in the Big 12, you're playing against maybe three or four, you know, depending how many OU and Texas. I was about to say, on your, on your, and you're playing against three or four, a couple from OU and a couple from your own school. And we've right. struggled us even in that area. But yeah, man, you get better by playing better competition. It's just exactly. Like the way. And I mean, by the way, Caden would know as better as, as well as anyone. He was in this area. He was in this world. And he wasn't developed like a Ross, like Griffin, like the guys that we had with, of course, the great Akina. So it's just, and it's no knock because I, I love a lot of, I got to know a lot of that coaching staff, but it's just, it, it, at the end of the day, the, the truth is out there. So right. it, it just wasn't where it needed to be. Yeah. And as big as bad, as big and bad as these running backs are of like Bama and like Auburn, like Campbell is just as big as anybody they have on the offensive line. That dude is an absolute horse. Like they're not going to just like move him like so easily. Like he's water, you know, he's 350 pounds. Like we have the size, we have the size to compete with these guys too. It's not like, it's not, it's going to be a size issue at all. Um, so I, I mean, again, like I can't think going back to what you said at the top one, I kind of just want to have it tomorrow. Oh like, dude. I'm, well, and, and you know, the funny thing about it is talking schematically, they're morphing to us. We're not, we don't have to go back to SEC ball. Exactly. They're, 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 they're going to the spread. They're going to all of this. We are five days ahead of them. Oklahoma. even Now Oklahoma's they're actually, as much as I love the move for Texas, Oklahoma, it's an interesting little move for them because their main deal. And they lost to K-State last year. We lost to teams we shouldn't have as well. But they mainly had to beat Texas and Dallas, which, by the way, we're not losing that game, which is pretty damn sweet. But they're they're going to have their hands full as well, like us. And whereas they kind of ran the, the Big 12 for, for a while, it pains me to say that. I just threw up in my mouth. But it's a fact. They're not going to have that anymore. So it just adds that much more flavor to another blue blood. And, and, and I see why, of course, the Dallas game and the weird – perspective of texas and ou doing something together is it, so insane but it made all the sense in the world do you mm-hmm. do you think it puts more pressure on the guys that are walking into that locker room for the horns that you have just a big target on your back you're talking about jason Bourne targets now you can go <laughs> against you go against any of those sec schools and they're trying to prove that you don't belong right mm-hmm. and even more so than ou because like you said like texas is the number one school in the nation financially what we're bringing in from a, from a marketability standpoint, like we're looked at differently than OU, even though OU has been better performance wise over the last 10 years. So like, if you were going in that locker room right now, what, what's on your mind? Are you just, you have that same chip on your shoulder? Like we're going to prove we belong. Oh dude, I'm fired. Uh, I am fired up on so many levels, by the way, again, I've, I've said it a couple of times, but NIL, the Alabama quarterback that hadn't even played it's right. dang near at a so million dollars. Bucks. I mean, like, come on, man. So on all those, for all those reasons, you literally have the best of every world. And we talked about Sark being in Alabama, but Sark didn't come alone. What are you mm. still, three or four Alabama coaches? Yeah. I mean, these guys know it. I mean, it, they are banks, flood, all these dudes. They are ready. We, we saw the Notre Dame, another huge brand, DB's coach. So again, I don't know if it was all in the same kind of master plan, but it is insane how well it was done and how prepared we actually should be for this move and the future of what college ball is going to be. 
I think they I do said, wonder how long this was was kept under wraps. I was I mean, about to say, I think they said it was six months that this has been going geez. on. Jeez. Isn't that wild? Because we can't keep a secret for crap around. No, this, no way. Everything, which by the way, and, and Chris Del Conte is is a, is a is a buddy. And yeah. uh, I, I don't know. I could be wrong, man. I don't know if he knew about this because that dude talks too much. Hey, I love Chris and Des, but he talks too much. And I hope we have him on here and y'all yeah. see how we talk to each other. We literally talk to each other like we're brothers because we talk crap all day long. But I don't know how much he knew because of his mouth. So it's just the, the, the secret. And then it took an Aggie, it took an Aggie to freaking bring it, bring it, you know, uh, the beat writer, I think out of Houston was the first guy that that wrote it. And by the way, I don't know if you're, they, he actually found out because he was writing about the 10 year anniversary of A&M leaving the Big 12. And through his sources and, and his hard work, he was like, holy crap. I got some news to break. And then everybody's world somewhat changed and thinking about what's to come in college ball. Well, I'm glad you're in the, in the, you know, in the know of talking crap, because I know this is only episode one, but I can, you know, foresee by the time we get to episode 15, that's just how we roll too. So I'm stoked <laughs> to get in the mix with you in that realm. Um, but yeah, I mean, God, I mean, breaking a story like that and uncovering something like that is just like a beat reporter has got to be like, this dude is life. Oh, it's career changing. It's career it changing. Oh, I hope he is. I hope he's in Hawaii, honestly. Like, you know, when I had like the best week of my life last week, I'm just out of here. I'm gone. Hang it up. Uh, we can't tell Del Conte. All right, whatever we do, I know he's got to know. We just can't tell him, at least until it's like right about to happen. Uh, but it, 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 I think, you know what, though? I will say just on top of that note, that's nice. I am so, even like when there's like a, dra- even like during like an NBA draft or an NFL draft and like my TV's behind and my phone, I get the alert on my phone before the pick happens. I'm like, there's no surprise anymore in sports. Woj, Schefter, like, don't sleep at this point. Like, I can't imagine what their home life is like. They're just, like, look, getting ready to, like, report everything at, like, all hours of the day. And I'm like, give me a little surprise. Like, that was, like, the beauty. There was no rumblings. There was no nothing. There was, like, hey, we're just going to do this. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I'll, you know, like, we'll just kind of ride with it, which is great. In I terms think of a- scheduling, yeah. sorry, in terms of scheduling, like, we have a schedule already lined up for the Big 12, so – are we just playing out this season and next year we, we hop onto the SEC or what's going to happen? So that's where it gets a little weird because we do we are contractually obligated. But mm, ultimately, right. the, Big 12, the other Big 12 teams better be, and they are, calling everybody on the planet to see where they can get in. Right. Um, right. The good old Baylor's is where we're in big trouble. Now, Baylor, and, and think about this, they're in big trouble and they won a national championship in basketball last year. How crazy yeah. is that? That's the and, crazy thing is the basketball standpoint because, yeah, football's king. Kansas like, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The basketball's prince, and Kansas is arguably the best college basketball program in the country over the, over the last century. You know, in the yeah. last twenty years, so it's like it's pretty crazy. And Baylor just won. Obviously, we have a million and one transfers coming in, and the, the biggest head coach hiring, arguably in the whole in the whole thing. So it's from a basketball standpoint, it's just pretty nuts, honestly. Yeah. Oh, basketball and baseball. Baseball. I mean, Mississippi State. I mean, you really had SEC and Big Twelve teams in the final. Four and all the yeah. above. So, dude, it is it, again. When you really think about it, and you take away the emotional or selfish kind of perspectives, you're yeah. like, "Holy cow!" I was talking to some Baylor folks, and they said, "You know, this is the thing." And I, Agnes, they said, "The reason that I'm so pissed off is because this is the exact right thing that should be happening." They're like, "I, I can't argue it. I, I can't deny it. I can't." say anything foul about why this doesn't make sense and 
that's usually the way it works when you get the most pissed off. And so, no, dude, it, baseball, basketball, and, and going back to the other schools, I don't know what's going to happen to them. Maybe Okie State, they don't have Boone Pickens anymore over there writing checks and saving their day. Uh, it, I know they're pretty ticked because they're going to get rid of the whole, like I guess that Bedlam was that the Oklahoma game or whatever it is. Yeah, apparently there's a law in Oklahoma where like they have to play each other or like they have to be in the same conference, which I don't know if that was like at the drunk party that Nick and I were at where that was <laughs> that was like a rumor circulated. Everyone oh, started throwing 100%. their like lies and opinions out. I was like, that sounds insane. Like I know where we're at in the night, but that's a crazy statement over there. I hope Kansas just goes to the ACC, honestly. From like, just, gonna, yeah. from like or a fan, yeah, or from a fanhood standpoint, just like this far, like you know, the basketball thing, yeah. watching Kansas, UNC, Duke just like kind of go at each other all season is going to be biblical. Oh, dude, and we got Kentucky now. You got uh, Rick Barnes in Tennessee. Yeah. You, dude, I'm telling you, it is like going to be so freaking awesome on so many levels. You, you, you kidding me? I've, I've been in Allen Fieldhouse, it was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. What I want to do. I want to go to Rupp. I want to go to these different places and, and, yeah. and watch them play ball and, and compete on that level. So I, that's kind of my biggest question mark at this point is what the heck's going to happen to the rest of the Big 12 teams? Mm-hmm. I, it's not that I care because you know, yeah. I only care about Texas as while we're on this podcast. However, yeah. just the, the, the curiosity of what's going to happen is pretty intriguing. I kind of have a feeling that like those conferences are so prideful that like maybe they look to add two other teams, but you never know. I mean, every school for themselves at this point, you know, like Baylor's got to go out and get theirs. Dude, Baylor, and I don't mean this as a not to the North Texas of the world, but Baylor may be in that boat after it's all said and done. If if, if no school, if they're all at their max and they're thinking in 16 team perspective, they're not going to have anywhere to go. And being from the Waco area, the folks I've talked to, they are losing sleep, crazy worried about that perspective. Yeah. Because it's – well, and I will say this. Gonzaga's not in the Power Five, and they, they were the runner-up last year. So if you're going to be a basketball school, you don't necessarily need to be in the Power Five because of March Madness. But Baylor has this weird, entitled, crazy – you know, they did – co-win the Big 12 at one point in football world of, of, of sports pride that um, just all changed last week and, and they, they were put back uh, in their guys. place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it felt a little bad. They just like won the natty. Like they can't even have like a full year to like, you know, live it up. They're just like they're, they're well, and it looked crushed. like the landscapes of everything was changing too, right? Because if we get an expanded playoff before Texas and OU are leaving to the sec, then like, it's just giving more opportunities for big 12 teams to get to that playoff. Right. Further cement that the conference is arguably as good as the sec, but now it's completely deteriorated and that's no longer something that they can latch onto and they can't ride the way. Like if the big 12 continues to exist and Baylor makes it, whatever they expand it to 12 teams and Baylor and Oklahoma state make it like, no one's saying anything about the big 12 because the sec is going to have four teams that make it, you know, like it's like, it's going to be crazy what those with a expanded playoff, like what kind of rules they place as far as how many from one conference can go, because the sec is probably going to have eight of the top 10 teams. Well, if they do the pod, if they do the pods, like everyone's saying with the four pods with four teams in the sec, there's going to be like an sec tournament before the tournament, which is just insane. I mean, I think the big 12 is about to go full blockbuster. Like, Adios, like thanks for playing. Like it was nice knowing you. Like yeah. I think <laughs> Dude, like, well, and, and I get what you said when you said you feel bad 
a part of me being in this area, playing in the Big 12, sure a little bit, but I don't. They made their bed. If you remember a couple of years ago, and I, first of all, I think I know Bowlesby is the guy now, but even the guy before that, he screwed us in 08. So I'm struggling with the big, I've been pissed off with the Big 12 since 08. We, yeah. You know, 45, 35, we whooped their butt and we don't get some natty. So a little, I don't hold, literally, that's the only grudge I think I have in my life is being so pissed off with that leadership. And then fast forward to a couple of years back, Cincinnati, UCF, BYU, Louisville, all these schools wanted to join the Big 12. And he let, you know, Texas know you were like, yeah, let, let's do this. Let's, you know, grow our brand. Let's let's work on the revenue money, all that stuff. Uh, Longhorn Network did not necessarily help that, but let, let's do that. And the Baylors of the world were saying, no, we, we don't want you to do that. You're going to take more money from our revenue share. Whoa, you made your bed. Now um, yeah. it's getting real. And so yeah. they really have their own kind of level of responsibility for where they are now. They Gotta thought there wasn't there. a chance in the world mm-hmm. Texas know you would vote. That den is about to get really lonely. That's yeah. What I'm <laughs> yeah. They got to go to the, yeah. they got to they go, they go to the American, I guess. I mean, America's got to become the new power five. I mean, Iowa State has the clearest path. They're like, we'll just go follow Iowa to the big time. Right. Well, yeah. I was going to say, like, a lot of oh, these yeah. teams, like, they've worked sure. so hard to build, build like their competition levels, like the TCU, right? Like, they were going undefeated, not making national championships. And then they finally get some recognition because they go to a real conference. And now it's like, they have nowhere to exist now. It's like all these teams that have really tried their best to become bigger and better programs kind of are just going to fall behind the wayside and have to go to smaller conferences like the American. I don't care about TCU. But, it, but at the end of the day, like, at the end of the day, I know like these are schools that people go to and they, they have an attachment in that way. Cause that's where they go get their academic, you know, their degree from like, like you were saying, Quan, like it really is like sports, are a, a meritocracy to us, you know, like, and people want to watch what people want to watch. And so if you're that most marketable program, like that's, what's going to drive the dollar, the, the dollar signs. And especially with streaming and like less people watching TV and live television, like that's, what's most important. And so like, you kind of have to make these big blockbuster deals around the biggest teams out there or else like eventually you don't know things might unravel and not exist at all. And nobody will be watching. So like, you got to make sure that the people are watching, you give them what they want to watch and they want to yeah. watch Texas and they want to watch Texas oh. play Alabama. Like, yeah. yeah. No, and it's real. And again, I gave, I always give Chris crap and all of that, but he, he did know something about this deal. <laughs> However, it was made above him. This is uh, sports. It was academic. You have these connections, but this deal is so big. It's, the board of regents, it's the chancellors, it's the presidents. They make these level and these seismic moves for the landscape. I remember when Admiral McRaven was here, he said it best. He said, sports are the front porch of your university. He said, it's just the way it is. You know, you can like it or not like it. However, in, in Big 12 in the South, we know the revenue generated from sports. We know that it's trickling down to academics. And so, yeah, man, you have to have that marketability. I go back to when Ohio State played Oregon. Oregon is honestly, and this is at the end of the day, the truth, what the SEC sees. Everybody's like, well, what about the small guys? Can any of us name the outside of Oregon, outside the, the last small school that made it to the national championship? Oregon, I mean, there is no one. We're considering <laughs> Oregon small, even like that's yeah, like, and the, that's the funny thing. Yeah, Bill Knight, you're gonna have a small school, bro. And not only that, you play the playoff, I guess the first game or the BCS. I don't know how it worked. Maybe the uh, the Pac 12 championship has been years, but 
played the first game in California. Everybody showed up. Yeah. I go to, I actually went to the game in Dallas. Yeah. Dude, 100,000 seats, maybe 12,000 Oregon fans. That factors in. That matters. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a problem. And I, and I remember going back and I DVR the, the game and I watched and I was just, just like whole in awe of what TV did. They showed the Oregon band. They showed the, the handful of fans and they made it seem a lot more movie easy. magic, baby. Dude, it was insane. And I was like, no, that entire stadium was red. Yeah. And by the way, there's another 200,000 outside who couldn't get in. Yeah. That's what God. sell college sports and ball and revenue and jersey sales and all the different side hustles and what happened in, in Dallas for that game being there. And Oregon kind of screwed the pooch on representing small schools in an attic. And so if you look at it realistically in the big business of college sports, these schools are in big trouble of football because the ratings only continue to go up. And these schools aren't a part of those ratings. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I think, they, I think a lot of other two teams like made the playoff, like Michigan state and Washington, like the smaller, like mid-level, like not the top 10 kind of schools. Yeah. Oregon tier had, but, yeah. Tier two, Oregon had multiple chances, like against Ohio state against Auburn and they couldn't get it done. And you know, like the TV ratings, like as much as we all hate every time Bama goes to the national championship, <laughs> you don't think I'm going to sit there and watch Devonta Smith play. You're crazy. Like it's, it's like, I'm sitting down, lock it in for that. Um, but this is a, what a time to start our show. Like the inaugural episode could not have come at a better time. I know we're like, Hey, we'll do it after the July 4th. Then we kind of trickled in. I'm like, okay, we got to go right now. Like Monday, we got to get down to it and break it down. Um, Laquan, Nick, Alex, myself, this is going to be awesome. We're ready to roll with this thing. And it's going to be a great year for Texas football and a great year for our show. So everyone. Horns up. Horns go up, baby. Horns up to the first episode, guys. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.